Hey everyone, Ellie Delaney here as usual, welcoming you to First and Us Financial Health. We're here to share our passion and our knowledge with you to enhance your financial health. I have Ryan First and Us, as always, the founder of First and Us Financial here with me. So welcome, Ryan. Hello. How are you doing, Ellie? I'm well, and I am excited to talk with you today about more tips in the investment world. Last week, we looked at five common mistakes that are made by investors, and this week, I hope to kind of turn that around and do just the opposite. So Ryan's going to talk with us about eight ways to invest more effectively. Sound good? All right. Sounds great. All right. So first on my list, I have systematically investing. Now, I don't have a clue what you mean by that, so... Please yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, yeah, yeah. I thought this would, this would be fun to kind of find out, you know, what what should we be doing with our investments, right? So we kind of talk about kind of the things not to do, and, and what are the things we should be doing. And so some of the things we should be doing are kind of you know the opposite of what we shouldn't. But uh, and so you might hear some repeating themes from from our last uh, podcast. But mm-hmm. systematic investments, you know, basically nobody starts out with a million dollars, right, when they're investing. Right, typically you know? not. No. <laughs> no, and you and you may be you may be in college, you may be just out of college with a job. You don't have a lot of money to invest, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't wait till you're wait till you've saved up a million dollars to invest a million dollars. So you probably start with something small. <clears throat> maybe it's fifty dollars. Maybe it's a hundred dollars. And so one of the one of the big tips is start investing those small amounts monthly. You know, systematically. <clears throat> so. Invest $50 a month, invest $100 a month, invest $200 a month, invest $200 a quarter. Set it up so you're investing systematically, automatically. Uh, Instead of writing an investment check once a year into an investment account, set it up so it automatically comes out of your bank account and you get it invested. And that happens the same time every month or every other month or... What's the best way to do that? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's just like paying your 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 uh, TV bill, right? Mm-hmm. Or your, you know, it's set up fifty dollars a month comes out to pay that. Fifty dollars a month comes out to pay my phone bill. Well, pay yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty dollars a month, fifteenth of the month goes into my investment account, mm-hmm. and then so one thing that does is it gets you investing, gets you into that investing mode. Because what I see people as far as making mistakes is they say, yeah, I'm going to invest some money when I get it saved up. And then when they get a little bit of money saved up, they end up spending it on something mm-hmm. and not investing it. But if you start paying yourself you know, now and investing a little bit systematically, you, first of all, you're not going to miss it. Yeah, you can't miss what, you, what you're not seeing. Right, right. You're not <laughs> going to miss it. And then the yeah. next thing you know, wow, I've already invested $500 over the last five months. Right. Uh, the other thing that it does for you is it allows you to uh, invest at different prices. One thing people worry about is, hey, am I buying too high? Am I buying too low? And then that might might uh, hinder them from making that investment. They might say, hey, it's too high right now. I don't want to buy. Or it's too low. I don't want to buy, mm-hmm. uh, which is opposite of what you should be doing. But if you're investing every month, guess what? You're probably going to hit a few highs. You're going to hit a few lows. And it's going to really average the price that you bought into those investments. Yeah, that's what I meant earlier about the same time of the month. If yeah. that's where I was going with that. Yeah, so you go the same time, but yeah. you're buying at a different price because the, the you know the, the prices have changed. Right. So that's another good thing about investing systematically. And and it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 35 or 55. That's a good route to go. Is invest a little bit every month. 
maybe your income allows you to invest a thousand dollars a month well then do that invest that monthly you know still don't wait for that big lump sum buy a little bit as you go so regardless how much money people have to invest every month that's the best way to go you think yeah in fact when we get a when we get a client that comes into our office and they have a big lump sum from some situation that happened mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's a rollover from a retirement you know, so maybe it's maybe it's a couple hundred thousand dollars that they're investing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to actually integrate that into our portfolios all at once either. We're going to spread that out over multiple months and kind of average their prices in as well. So we do it with bigger dollar amounts as well as smaller dollar amounts. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Anything else with that? Before no, I, no. I think that's uh, that's you know if we can systematically invest, that's a great way to get started. All right. On to number two, um, diversify. So what do we mean by diversifying? Well, that's, you know, kind of, if you want to use the, the term, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. That's kind of what they're referring to. But really, what does that mean? Well, what I see is when we invest, we don't want to invest all in one thing or type of, of, of investment because there are probably other investments that might be doing better than that one. Or there might be different times of the year or an economic cycle where some things do better than that one. Uh, but you can't, be, you can't be tempted to try and find the best investment from last year and put all your money into it. Because last year's winner is probably going to be this year's loser. Okay. right? But it's really tempting to say, wow, that was up 15% last year. Let's buy some more of that or, or put all our money into that you'd be better off to say, guess what? There's about four or five or six different types of things I, I, I could invest in. Well, let's loan, own a little bit of each one of those. Uh, and so let's, let's take an example. Uh, you could invest in companies invested in the U.S. You could invest in companies in outside of the U.S. You could buy big companies or you could buy small companies. Well, recently, U.S. growth companies have done very well but foreign companies haven't done very well. So you might be tempted to put all your money in those U.S. growth companies. About the time they uh, are finishing out doing really well, then the foreign are starting to do well and and maybe they don't do so well. So Mm -hmm. the point would be, hey, let's take, in that scenario, maybe we take a fourth of my money and put it into each of those four categories and diversify. Uh, So try not to time the investments, but just, you know, get a good rounded portfolio. I think that's tough, knowing where to where to put your money. You know, I've never really understood that very well, or you know how to how to go about that. Who to choose? Well, and that, you know, and that's why you have somebody like us, right, yeah. for the professional to say, okay, Ryan, I know there's there are thousands of yeah. places we could invest, you know, but help us narrow that down to some good places and make sure we are diversified. Mm-hmm. Because the mistake that happens then is if you don't diversify, what if you bought that one thing or that one stock, one company? You put all your money into it and they went bankrupt. You lost all of your investment, right? But if I diversified that and I bought many different companies and one went bankrupt, well, I didn't lose everything, mm-hmm. right? right? And so diversification really is you're giving up your chance to make a killing for the chance that you're not going to get killed. Uh, and so that's, okay. a t- you know, that's really what Good we want to do. Good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. And, and so you want to diversify. You don't want to have everything in one stock or one mutual fund or one whatever it is okay uh next here 
It's interesting. We just got done doing this. Uh, rebalancing annually. Yeah. Why so, is that important? Well, what happens is things things shift over time. So if I'm if I am diversifying, and let's say it's very simple diversification. Let's say I just have two investments. All right. Now I wouldn't recommend that. We want to have more than just two things, but let's simplify it. And let's say I wanted to have fifty percent invested in each one. Okay. okay. Well, a year goes by. And let's say the one does very well and it grows and the other one maybe didn't do so well and it, it, it maybe even went down. Mm -hmm. So a year later, I'm not a 50-50 mixture. Now I'm a 60-40 mixture. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not where I want to be, but that's a good time to sell high. So I've sold the one that's at 60%. I've sold some shares there to get back to 50%. And I've taken those proceeds and bought the one that was at 40% and brought it back up to 50 Mm -hmm. And so I've sold high, which is what I'm supposed to do, and I've bought low to get back to 50-50. So every year you should do that because if you went out for three or four or five years, maybe that 50-50 balance gets really out of whack and maybe it's 80-20. And, and that's not really where you want to be. So you want to rebalance at least once a year. Okay. So do you, I mean, well, well never mind. I think you kind of answered my question. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anything else with that then before we move on? Uh, no, I think that, you know, that's really it is. And, and okay. do that once a year. Do it automatically if you can. Uh, we do it automatically here for our clients. Uh, it's, it's good practice to be in. Okay. Um, next is taking advantage of retirement investments. Uh, so, you know, the, the main retirement investment that most people have is their retirement plan through work. Mm -hmm. Like a 401k, things like that. 401k, mm -hmm. simple IRA. And so that the company is providing some type of a matching to go along with that uh, a lot of times. And mm -hmm. if they are, you want to take advantage of that because that's free money. Mm -hmm. And so we, we help clients with 401k plans. And so what I see out there is employees that aren't getting all of that matching. So maybe the company, if you put in 5%, they're going to put in 5% as a matching. But if you put in only 3%, they're only going to put in 3%. So you've left some of that free money on the table. Right. So the biggest thing is take advantage of those. Take advantage of all of that matching that you can get. Put it in, maximize that, and, and get that matching. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's one part of it. But then also you know, taking, taking advantage of the tax advantages that a retirement investment gives you. And so you can use an IRA or a 401k to get some tax savings now and tax deferred growth. You could use a Roth IRA. doesn't give you tax advantage now, but gives you tax-free growth for down the road. And so when, you, when you're beginning with your investments, find use all of those different types of retirement accounts that you can and maximize those to give yourself a big tax advantage. Yeah. So you're not only just kind of you're not only just growing your investments but you're you're you know saving some taxes. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked a lot about um, those advantages in a previous podcast. So yeah. feel free to check that out. If you have more questions there anyhow. Um, so next is having patience. That is a, a big thing of, you know, what, what we do here at First and All Financial is having patience through all of this, especially hard times that we have right now. So. Yeah, so, so the tip there is, is, you have, is to have patience uh, because there are going to, be t going to be times when your investments don't do what you expect or want them to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean 
that that investment is a bad investment at that time, right? It might just be it's having some, you know it's 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 a rocky time for everybody. So mm-hmm. think about the COVID uh, virus and the impact it had on our investments and the economy over the last four months. Uh, the the S and P five hundred went down. The stock market, the Dow Jones Industrial went down. So a lot of things went down, but they've actually come back up, and we're basically at about the same place now as when we started the year. Yeah. And so when those things happen, we have to be patient. Now, it's not very fun to see our account value go down, uh, but w- if we're patient enough, you know, they've, it has come back. The, uh, the flip side is be patient on the upside also because it's tempting when everything's going up and skyrocketing to say, oh, uh, I can't, you know, I, I'm just going to put in everything into it while it's high. Well, that's <laughs> where you go back to some of your other tips and you systematically invest uh, and you're patiently investing along that time because, hey, maybe there are some, some times when it's going to come down again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, patience is a, is a big thing for us here. And you have to have that throughout your investing life, really. So what do you see happen when people don't go that route and they try to sell everything that they have when something bad happens like that? So take, for example, um, the, the housing market crash, the financial mm-hmm. crisis we had back in 2008 and nine. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you a little bit of a background, it started in October of 07 was the market high. And then in March of 09, I believe it was, was the low. So it was like an 18 month mm-hmm. top to bottom. Well, what happened is people got nervous. They didn't have patience. They didn't have a plan. And they, they said, hey, get me out. They said, take my money out, put it in the bank account. And mm-hmm. so, so they might have done that. But when did they get back in? Right? They put it in the bank account. They weren't investing for next year. They didn't need it for next year. Maybe it was long term. Maybe it was retirement 10 years down the road for them. But what if they weren't patient enough, they got out somewhere on the way down, and then they didn't get back in until it had come back up past where they had, had gotten out at. So mm-hmm. they missed those positive returns by being impatient. Okay. Yeah. I remember that because I had just started driving and gas prices were so high. Yeah. <laughs> so I basically didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I remember those times. That was rough. Uh, so next we have set goals. Um, I've you know seen you do this in, in a lot of our financial plans and things like that is talking about people's goals. So why is that so important? Uh, so goals, you know, I think it's a couple different things. But you know, if, if I'm investing fifty dollars a month and I don't have a goal for that, I'm probably going to get disinterested in that investment at some point, mm-hmm. right? But if I have some goal that I'm looking forward to, it's going to motivate motivate me as an investor. Okay, and for us, really, the goals are you know not hey, I want to I want my fifty dollars to turn into a million dollars. We really focus on our goals being, hey, something that's important in our lives that we want to accomplish or need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I want to save money so my kids don't have to have college loans. Yes. And so I want to save for college. That could be a goal. And so if you set that goal, and then it's easy kind of to work backwards too, right? Okay, college is going to cost 25000 a year. Well, how much do I need to what save? What am I going to need to do? Yeah, what am I going to need to do to get mm-hmm. there? And then, you know, you have that goal. And, I, and once you set goals, you're, you're much more likely to accomplish them or accomplish a pretty good percentage of those goals. But if you don't set the goal, you probably won't ever reach it. Correct. Uh, so I think that's a good goal. And, and setting the right goals, because to me, trying to set a number, you know, that isn't a goal. 
Uh, I have a goal of a, a million dollars. Well, what is that going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, a better goal is... What are you going to do with it? <laughs> right, what are you going to do with your million dollars? A better goal is, hey, I want to retire when I'm 60 years old and I want to move to Florida and buy a house there. Okay, what am I going to need to live on living in Florida? How much do I right. need? $50,000 a year income? Okay, how much out of my investments or how big of an investment do I need to draw $50,000 a year and be, be able to have that last for the rest of my life? Yeah. So that becomes the goal. Uh, and so I think it's very important, you know, whether it's a small goal or a big goal, to set those goals when you're investing. I think that's just a, a big part of the financial planning process, which is next on the list, developing a plan. You know, why is that so important? Yeah, so we, you know, we started helping clients with plans over 10 years ago. And yeah. really, you know, the, the, we start to see that, you know, the things that are important aren't <clears throat> the numbers you know, it's it's the people in our lives that we want to be involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the, the things that we want to do, the, the hopes and the dreams and the goals that we have. Yeah. And so if we can uh, plan really is is defining, li- making a list. Hey, these are the things I want to do. All right, well, now let's, let's get a plan in place for how we get there. How do we use all of the finances, the financial tools that we have to, to get us there? And so most people don't, most people don't do a plan. You know, all our new clients that come in, we go through a financial planning process. Most people don't do a plan and kind of like setting that goal, if they haven't set that goal and that plan, you know, how are you, you know, how, what, how do you know how to get there? How do you know how to get there? How do you know if you're going yeah. to get there? How do you have confidence that you're even going to be anywhere close to that? Mm-hmm. And so that's really about, you know, the plan I, I, for us is the most important thing we do and all of the tools we have for our uh, investments, the financial tools we ha- have, really support that and help our, our clients get to where they want to be. Yeah. Um, so I think next on the list is hiring a professional, and, and that goes back to the planning and, the, and setting goals. Um, hiring a professional is probably the best way to go about that. Well, and, and like you said, it, you, you kind of said, well, I'm not sure how to do these yeah. things, Ryan, right? right. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, I know you've been with us for a year yeah. now uh, and you do have all of our marketing, so you don't get into all the details mm-hmm. with our planning and all the numbers that support those things. And so, you know, you're not the expert on that, right? Mm-hmm. But you would rely on us as the expert to help you plan to get yourself, get yourself there. Right. Uh, you know, like I've said before, you know, if I'm going to have a, if I'm going to have my tooth removed, you know, I'm not going to do it myself. I'm probably going to go to a dentist, right? <laughs> you know, uh, and, Hopefully. and, and obviously I'm paying the dentist to do that. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's worth it to pay him a little bit to do it the right way. So I don't have some infection and my tooth is, you know, removed the right, right. way as well. Uh, you know, the other thing about the professional, I thought of thinking about this. Some people, when we go back to number two on the list, is diversifying. They're like, okay, I need to diversify my investments amongst many professionals. Well, I kind of really disagree. Hang on. It's okay. Just just keep it going. Okay. Um, So kind of going back to the diversify, some people say they have to diversify their professionals. Okay, I have an investment with this guy, an investment over here, investment over here. And I don't believe that's a good diversification because you're not getting consistent advice, right? That's interesting. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best way is, you know, find that really good professional that can understand you, that can understand your situation, and then trust them to give you advice 
to do all of these tips that we talked about. Have yeah. them help you diversify amongst the portfolio that, that you have. Have them help you with setting the plan, setting the goals, uh, rebalancing annually, systematically investing. And so those things that were kind of above that, you could do some of these things on your own, but can you do them consistently? Can you keep on top of all of the changes? Retirement plans change all the time. Right. Really find somebody that can help you, that can stay on top of that and keep you on track. Right, exactly. Okay, um, any other advice you have for us before we wrap this up? You know, I, you know there's ob- there are obviously more tips than, than just the ones that we've listed. Uh, but I think those are some that are really uh, form a really good base to help anybody, whether they're just starting investing or whether they're well on in their in, in investing life. Uh, all of those tips really apply. Okay. All right. Well, as always, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of First and Honest Financial Health. Um, and thank you, Ryan, for uh, all of the knowledge that you have for us. I hope Ryan was able to help you understand great ways to be a successful investor and have confidence. If you want to talk financial health between episodes, please email us at firstenaufinancial at lpl.com. That's F-U-R-S-T-E-N-A-U-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L at lpl.com. Or give us a call at 402-887-4302. Please visit our website at firstandoffinancial.com where you'll find more about our team, what we offer, news, articles, and many resources. Please check us out on Facebook also. The opinions voiced in this show podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. Rebalancing a portfolio may cause investors to incur tax liabilities and or transaction costs and does not assure a profit or protect against a loss. Thank you.